0: Welcome to the Knowles Development Podcast, an exploration in leadership development. I'm your host, Brad Knowles. Now let's dive in. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Here we go. Woohoo! Knowles Development Podcast. Hope you're having a great day. I find it's a choice. Let's dive into influence one more time. And I want to dive into kind of one more thing about how we're wired. How we're wired as these creatures that we are. Um, and we're, we're, we're wired in a funny way to reciprocate. That reciprocation is something that seems to be wired into us. Do good to me. I reciprocate and will do good to you. Harm me, I will also reciprocate and harm you. That's that's the out-of-the-box programming. That's the thing that we've got to acknowledge as leaders. The out-of-the-box programming. When you unpack that, <laughs> that hard drive, And turn it on. That's part of the code. Do right by me. I'll do right by you. Screw me. I'll screw you. I'll find ways to do it. Yours might have been overt. Mine might not be so overt. But that's where my brain's often going to go. So first and foremost, as a leader, we just got to acknowledge the fact that this is how people's brains work out of the box. And that it's not just on the benefit side. It's not just the, hey, if I help you, you'll help me, and that's where it ends. It is also on the negative side. And if you doubt that, just, you know, like drive a car in any city. Watch someone get cut off and see what they do next. It's so prevalent that it has its own name. It's road rage. Oh, you screwed me? I'm feeling bulletproof because I'm inside my car. So I'm going to turn into an animal and I'm going to inflict some sort of discomfort, slight, you know, whatever it might be upon you. And it oftentimes doesn't start there. I mean, go Google or on YouTube or whatever, road rage. I mean, it's, it is prolific. This is what happens. This is how we are wired. It's no different in a work environment right? Oh, that person was supposed to help me, but they didn't. They bailed on me, and now I'm stuck doing all this stuff. Well, guess what? That person doesn't forget. They remember, and the next time that the person was asking for help, they conveniently forget. They don't do it. They come up short, whatever it is, as a little, yeah, there you go, buddy. Again, this is this is just a recognition of the fact that this is how we're wired I'm not celebrating it. I'm not poo-pooing it. I just want us to get on the same page and say, yup, I recognize it in other people, which means it's also in me because I'm not that different than anybody else. It actually takes a lot of conscious effort to buck that. Let's look at it on this way. You've got a vendor. The vendor has done some really nice things for you. They've taken you out to lunch. They've given you some freebie stuff. Uh, You know, they were holding a holiday party and they invited you. You had a great time. You now have an opportunity to give some business to somebody. You are now more likely to give that business to that person because of the things that they've done. Now think about that. It speaks to nothing having to do with their ability to execute well in terms of what you need. It speaks to nothing about their ability to be cost-effective on pricing, to deliver on time, to any of it, any of the stuff that actually matters to you or your client in doing business with this vendor. All of the stuff that they earned, that they did to earn the business Actually has nothing to do with any of the things that really matter it's just playing on this knowledge that people will reciprocate if I do good by you eventually most will return it okay so what's the big deal Brad you know my my attorney buddy you know gave me a box of chocolates at the end of the year so what so what if I throw him a little business okay but let's play it out. Do we want our elected officials working that way? Special interest groups, out whining and dining senators who are going to ultimately be voting on bills that will affect the way that the country governs what that very industry does. Knowing that this is how we're wired. The answer is probably not. So as you build your business, do you want people who are making Hiring decisions, purchasing decisions, acquisition decisions, allocation of resources in general. Do you want them making decisions based off of that kind of activity or do you want it based off of merit? They are the best company to work with. One of the companies I ran for a long time, we had a very simple policy. We got to get three quotes. We haven't done our job unless we're looking at at least three reputable people in that industry who are giving us quotes for the work that needs to get done, whether it be annual contract for insurance or, quote, to do some painting or whatever it might be, whatever it might be. We've got to help our people make the best decisions possible in the roles that they're in by helping them recognize and putting some simple things in place so that they don't fall into what is a well-worn and hardwired trap. Sales guy pops by the office every so often, brings donuts. And then all of a sudden, we start doing a lot of business with them. Now, hey, if they also happen to be the best people, great. But if that's our selection process, odds are they're not. They're just better at getting the business. They're not better at doing the business. So in, within your own organization, we've got to understand that this is a very typical kind of trap that we fall into as people. Now, we see the negative impacts of this kind of tit for tat, this reciprocity thing when it comes to the negative. We see that pretty quickly, right? Right? Somebody in the office, you know, does something, and then somebody's kind of reciprocating. Before you know it, you have this little war going on, you know, over what? Over paper clips, Over putting a stapler into some jello? Like, what's going on here? It's very easy for that kind of thing to get out of control. So one of the best things we can do as leaders when it comes to that and continuing to influence people is bringing all parties involved to the table as quickly as possible, when there's that kind of negative issue, you know, in a classic scenario, when somebody comes into your office, they close the door and they've got a, you know, and they start talking about having a, you know, I, geez, I've really got a problem with Brad. And then you spend an hour listening to them going on and on about Brad. And the only problem is Brad ain't in the freaking room. So the only person who can actually do anything about it is the only person who's actually not involved in the conversation. So as a leader, the second that kind of conversation starts, just go, hold on. It sounds like you've got an issue with Brad. My recommendation would be, let's get Brad in the room. Let's have the conversation with him. Two things happen every time. One of, one of, one of two. The issue suddenly goes away, like legit goes away, because the person doesn't actually want to confront them. They just, act, they just kind of want to trash talk them. Or two, the confrontation happens, happens immediately and we don't leave the room until we come to some new course of action. Sometimes that course of action is just a a shaking hands and we're legitimately moving on and and things are better. Sometimes that course of action is one or two people are no longer working for the company. Either way, as a leader, you got to nip it in the bud, you got to nip it in the bud early, you got to train people in your company that that is the culture So that the second time they come with you with an issue to Brad, they should already know that they shouldn't be coming to you and they should be going to who? That's right. They should be going to Brad. Start there first. And then if you can't resolve it, the two of you can then come meet me. And I'm happy to play moderator, judge, whatever it might be. But let's work on solving this stuff ourselves. We are reciprocating machines. That is what we do. So, as a leader, what are your triggers on this? Do you like to get winded and dined a little bit? Right? Does that does that help you feel important? Is it influencing the decisions that you're making? Are those the best decisions for your business? Are you doing business with that banker because you know they took you to Cabo? Are you doing business with that banker because, no, that's the person I should be doing business with? You really want to build a thriving culture that's kind of above the mire of this kind of crap? You have to look in the mirror. Like so much of our leadership conversations, you got to look in the mirror. Who's whining and dining you and why are they doing it? And then let's go on the other side. What are your triggers? Are you likely to lose your temper when somebody ticks you off and does something that's a a slight to you in some fashion? How are you going to get that under control? If you allow what other people say to control your emotions, you will be emotionally stunted your entire life and you will always be vulnerable to other people. Because they can control you. For a long time, one of the techniques that helped me was when somebody did something that pissed me off. Inevitably, on my ride home, I'd let it out. I'd take, I'd take the governor off, as it were. And if you were in the car next to me, you'd see me screaming, yelling, letting the expletives fly, as it were. What I found was it was the best way to get that aspect of it out of my system because I knew it wasn't going to be productive. I'm not going to walk into that person's office, close the door, and start screaming at them. Things do not get solved that way. You know, rich interpersonal relationships don't get built that way. Teams don't thrive that way. That is how immature people run their lives. So for a while, I just had to do it with myself to get it out of my system, get it out. So that when I did walk into that person's office, the door didn't have to be closed. I could sit down calmly and have the conversation. And over time, that technique worked for me so that I don't actually have to have that in the car dialogue anymore. I would encourage you to find ways to, A, recognize in your own life and in the lives of the people in your organization, the trappings of this kind of reciprocity. If you're going to allow vendors to come into your organization and and give you free stuff, okay, how do we keep that from unduly influencing our allocation of resources? We've got to make sure it doesn't trigger Bad decisions, because knowing we're wired to do that. And also, how do we keep the culture of our company healthy and thriving? Issues will come up. People will rub each other the wrong way. How do you address it and address it quickly so it doesn't become these little mini wars? Understand, if you look back in history, this tendency has led to war. Oh, you did that? Okay, well, now we're going to do this. It is, a, it is a reasonable and measured response. No, it's called tit-for-tat. And over time, it escalates. And all of a sudden, we're all bombing the crap out of each other. Nothing gets solved that way. In a four- or five-person organization or in a country. It doesn't. It takes real leadership to recognize these things... Help the people you lead to recognize it. Help them to realize that this isn't helping them get where they want in their life. And help them to make better decisions. Don't take the programming that came out of the box because it does not always serve us. Take the time to rewire, to reprogram. This is leadership. That's what it is. Again, is it easy? Nope. It is one challenging conversation at a freaking time. That's what it is. One at a time, over and over again, making the decisions to get into business with the right people, get out of business with certain people that don't adjust after you've given them a reasonable amount of time to adjust. And it's recognizing it in yourself and finding ways to counter it when it's not serving you. With that said, we're going to be sending everybody a free box of donuts who listen to that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I hope you guys are really making it a great week. We so enjoy having you engage with this podcast. Um, If there's ever anything that you want us to address on the Knowles Development Podcast as it pertains to leadership, we're here for you. Thanks so much and go make it a great day.